Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast and a Happy New Year. This is our first Sunday of 2023. Happy New Year to you and your family. We are praying God's best this year that God would, as he says in his word, crown this year with his goodness. And so Happy New Year. I'm excited to preach today's message. We're going to be jumping in right away to Isaiah chapter 43. And the title of today's message is called Out with the Old and In with the New. Thank you to every person, by the way, this year that's committing to partnering with us. If you'd like to give, uh, you can text Zoe to 77977 or go onto our website. And I say that you give God a year. Try giving, try tithing for one year and see what God will do in your life. But without any further ado, let's jump into this week's message, Out with the Old and In with the New. Isaiah 43, I'll read and then I'll tell you my title. Isaiah 43, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, you know God's serious when he brings out the behold. This is some real angel of the Lord announcing his son's birth. Behold, God says, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even, watch how powerful God is. I will even make a road in the wilderness and I can make rivers in the desert. Let me translate that for you. God is saying, I can make a way where there seems to be no way. Where everybody else sees desert, I see the possibility of a river. When everybody else sees wilderness, I see the possibility for a road. So you need to understand the power of God on New Year's Day. That somebody here, everybody else sees jerk. God sees called to preach, called to lead in the house of God. Everybody else sees the worst. God says, I see the best. You ought to clap today. Like, I'm, I'm about ready to preach. It's been, it's been a week since I got to have a preach off. I'm so ready to come to church. God's saying, I can make a way this year where there seems to be no way. That's why I got a text from a friend. He said, I, want, I, I want, just want to say thank you. I just uh, read your new book on prayer, and thank you for praying for my wife and I to get pregnant. We've had a journey for years, and I know you said that you'd pray for us. We want to say thank you. I wrote back right away. We are praying and believing this year you guys are going to get pregnant in Jesus' name. God can make a way. Shall it, shall it not spring forward? And will you not recognize this is God? See, I, I, I want to encourage you. I want to lure you and in, 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 in bait you in into the God stuff. Because when God starts moving in your life, it is so undeniable. Only God can make that happen. O only God can do that. That, that, that. that is, see, we have a propensity to mess things up. We create wildernesses. We create deserts. God creates roads and God creates rivers. It's the power of our God. I want to preach a message today, write down the title. It's called Out with the Old, In with the New. We got to get rid of the old stuff. I don't know what you do on that week between Christmas and New Year's, but around our house, we do the same thing every year. The same thing goes on in our household where at least one day out of that break, we take a day to clean our house. 
it is a day of deep cleaning in our home. And it's my favorite day because there are things that I accumulate in my closet that even in the month of November, I'll see it and be like, you're going to get gone in just a couple weeks. You're going somewhere. Just a couple weeks, you're going. You're going bye-bye. But we clean our garage. We clean our house. We clean our closets. Because it's out with the old. Even so, my closet, as I was getting rid of stuff, just stuff that I'll never wear again, stuff that's old. You ever notice things? You're like, I haven't worn this in three years. Why is it still here? I've got to get rid of some stuff. And I started to think while I was getting rid of some stuff, I'm making room for new things. See, part of today is you saying, what inside of me needs to die? And what inside of me needs to grow? What things do I need to get rid of from this past year that are holding me down? What things that, that I accumulated, that why is it still allowed to be in my home? Why is that thought still allowed in my head? Why am I allowed to hold that in my heart? There's things I got to get rid of. It's out with the old. It's in with the new. And the new stuff is not just my goals and my dreams and what I want to become. It's the God stuff. Oh, look at 2 Corinthians. Look at this, chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. It's the Jesus part of you. It's the, it's the true identity of who you are. God says, out with the old sinful man, the old wicked ways, the old lustful youth, out with the old rebellious, out with the old bad thinking, in with the new humility. In with the new surrender. In with the new awe, childlike faith. Out with the old. In with the new. The new stuff is not just things that we can purchase. It's not the outer scoreboard, it's the inner scoreboard. It's not the things you can get in a store, it's the things that you can only receive through Christ. It's out with the old and it's in with the new and I just wanted to give you four prayers that I want to pray over you and that I want you to pray over your life this year. As we're getting rid of this old stuff, there's new stuff that needs to come in your life. And we're praying over you. We're praying. Remember, Jesus looks at Peter one time. He said, Peter, the enemy has asked to sift you like wheat. He said, but, but don't worry, I'm praying for you. If I was Peter, I would have been pretty upset. Like, the best you can do is pray. Like, bro, I've seen you do some stuff. And all you're doing is just praying. And the enemy's trying to sift me like wheat. God's like, yeah, bro, we, but we're praying. Don't pray. Stop it. See, I think you need to understand God's praying for you today. And you need to pray for yourself. This year, could it be a year where you start to pray for you? You know, sometimes people get frustrated because there's nobody there praying for them. Sometimes, and this ought to be a habit, where you know how to lay hands on yourself and say, Lord, I pray for me. Help me, God. Help me to be humble. Help me in my faith. So four things I want to pray for you and four things I want you to pray for yourself this year. Write down number one, that God's will would be done. And, and by the way, it takes a lot of humility to pray this. It, it requires humility to pray this because when you pray God's will over your will, there's, a, there's an amount of surrender that takes place. 
There, there, there's, a, there's an ability to, to disregard my agenda for God's. And, and, and so Jesus, we find him in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's praying a prayer similar to this. And he's saying, in my will, I do not want to do this. But I understand this is your will for my life. And so nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. This echoes the prayer of John that says, I must decrease and he must increase. See, God can't move in your life until you're the one that takes sideway and God takes the main way. That you start to decrease and say, it's not about my goals. Or it's not about my agenda. Not about my plan. Lord, what's your plan for my home? What's your plan for my life? I want to I know what do you have in store? This, this, see, when you start praying prayers like this, all of a sudden God starts talking to you. Oh, oh that, that I can start to move you. I can start to talk to you. I can start to use you. Remember, Jesus said, I don't do anything unless he tells me to do it. I don't say anything unless he tells me to say it. I don't have my own message. My message is his. When you start praying the Lord's will be done in your life, all of a sudden God can do more with you. But some of us, God's just trying to get your attention. Now that he has your attention, why don't we start saying, Lord, your will over mine. I just love this because I always think about Julia's dad. He was here, you know, uh, uh, just a few weeks ago. I don't know if, how many of you got to see Julia's dad. He was here. He looks like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> it makes me laugh too. I don't know why. <laughs> but, but, but Pastor Bob McGregor is an incredible guy. And Julia said, my parents, when they put me to bed, every night they would say the same prayer over me. My dad would pray every night the same prayer. And the prayer was over my life, Lord, your will be done in Julia's life. Lord, I'm, I, I, instead of having his agenda even for his daughter. See, parents, we need to, this is a prayer to pray over your children. Lord, let your will be done in my, ch my child's life. See, I know it's the Lord's will that all three of my boys get scholarships so I don't pay a dollar. It's the Lord's will. And he'd pray over, over his daughter, Lord, Lord, may your will be done. You don't think that that seed language got inside of her spirit as a young kid and then she grew up as a young adult saying, Lord, your will be done in my life. Lord, your, your, your will be done in my life. You know, a powerful prayer this year is, is, is maybe just ask God, God, what's your will for me? What, what, what do you want me to do? Again, this requires a lot of, because pride is like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And all your decision making, James, in the book of James, James goes, be careful. You who say, this year we're going to do this, and next year we're going to go that. He said, you ought to change your language, and, and you ought to say it this way. If the Lord wills, we're going to go do this. He's conditioning our prayers. He's saying, I, I, I have plans. I'm all for plans, but if God wills, we'll do it. If the Lord wants me to do it. In other words, I'm just living my life going, I've got plans, but you've got the last say. I've got dreams, but they're not bigger than your dreams for me. I've got things in my heart, but Lord, I want your heart above my heart. Is there anybody this year that's willing to say, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. 
So the first prayer I have for you this year is please pray that God's will would be done in your life. If you're a parent, pray this over your children. The Lord's will would be done in their life. The second prayer is that I want you to ask for God's favor. Pray for God's favor this year. Favor, by the way, you have favor if you're in Christ. If you're in Jesus, everything that was promised to Abraham is given to us through Christ. So you have mad favor. In fact, the Bible says that grace is undeserved blessing and unmerited favor. So you already have favor. You already have crazy favor. Remember how much favor Joseph had? If you don't know the Bible, Joseph was, was, was a, uh, the, the son. He was the favorite, which is usually the youngest of the family. Are there any oldest? Who's the oldest here today? Any oldest? Look at all these people in therapy. They lifted their hand with anger. Where, if you're the youngest, where, where's the youngest at? Yeah, they all, they all make noise. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they, without fail. Woohoo! Ballin'! Haters gonna hate! Yeah, we, we do hate you. We do. We, we hate you. Unequivocally, we hate you. Because our whole life has been like, when I was that age, I didn't get to do that. When I was that old, I didn't get a phone. So Joseph's younger, he's spoiled. And Joseph, everywhere this guy goes, he, 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 he gets thrown in the, in, in the Potiphar's house, in the prison, in the, in the Pharaoh's court. He gets crazy scenarios. The Bible says everywhere Joseph went, because of the favor that was on him, he prospered. So I just need to tell somebody, it doesn't matter the job you're working. If God's hand's on your life, you will flourish because you got the favor of God. See, see, you ought to pray this over your life because some people like you and they don't even know why. Some people want you around, they're like, I can't figure it out. Because you got favor. But the reality of favor is that favor is not fair, but favor is not just for you. Favor is for a bigger purpose. And this is found in Joseph's life. Joseph didn't have favor, so he got, you know, like extra ice cream. No, he got favor so that God could use his life to rescue a people group. God is attracted to giving you favor for three reasons. Write them down. Number one, humility. Humility attracts God's favor. That's why the Bible says God, he exalts those that humble themselves. You don't want to face this one. He humbles those that exalt themselves. So humility attracts God's best. Humility, by the way, is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking less about yourself. Humility is thinking about others. How are they doing? What do they need? How's their world? What's going on with them? How do I serve? How do I help? Humility attracts it. Gratitude, right? Number two. Gratitude attracts God's favor. A grateful. In other words, when you see entitlement, God's like, well, then you're good. But, but, but gratitude attracts God's favor. And the third thing, this is the most important to me, is purpose. When you understand there's purpose on your life, that you're not just living to live, that it's not paycheck to paycheck or year to year, but there's a purpose to your life, God can favor you because you know how to steward favor. 
There ain't nothing worse than somebody that gets favor and loses favor. That's called foolishness. But somebody that has mission and legacy and destiny and discipline and devotion, God says, I'll give you even Come on, clap if you understand what I'm talking about. He took two and gave them four. He took four and gave them more. Because when somebody knows how to steward the purpose on their life, God says, I'll give you more. So I want you to pray, Lord, your will be done in my life and give me favor. Give me favor to open up doors that I can't open up myself. Give me, put me in rooms that I should have never been able to sit in. Help me to, to, to share the good news with people that nobody ever thought would become a Christian. Help me, God, to build a business so I can fund your kingdom like never before. I need favor. I need favor. I need favor. Your business needs favor. Your family needs favor. Your name needs favor. Zoe needs favor. We need, how are we going to reach L.A. without favor? favor? Favor is not fair, and it comes from God. Some people are going to help us. Some people are going to partner with us. I've been holding on to the Scripture. The wealth of the wicked is held up for the wealth of the righteous. God will help us and give us favor. And so I want you to pray. I want you to pray this year. Lord, give me more favor. Give me favor. Let me, let me let favor. That's where we get the word favorite. And you, you, you go, I don't know how I became their favorite. I don't know how I got this place. But I know it's not from, I know it's not from me. I, I'm, I'm a knucklehead. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm a nobody. I'm, remember when, when God chose Saul and, and, and he put him as king? He's like, I'm a, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm from nowhereville. And you know what? In spite of you being from whatever last name or whatever family dysfunction or whatever issues you've gone through, whatever trauma, whatever crazy story you have, God, because you are in Christ, will give you favor. You don't get favor because of your tithe record, your prayer record, or your reading record. You get favor because of your belief in Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because you are righteous, you've got grace. Let me just show you some scriptures. For his anger lasts only for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping might stay for the night. That was New Year's Eve. But rejoicing comes in the morning. Psalm 84, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk in blameless ways. Psalm 90, verse 17. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. See, listen, in your own strength, you might try and build a life, build a family, build a business, but only favor can sustain it. That's why the Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers, labor, you're wasting your time. Because what will sustain your life? Favor. What will sustain your world? Favor. The only reason why you had a great December? Favor. Why are you here getting ready for a new year? Oh, yeah. Favor. I've been loving this song we're singing. All my life you've been faithful. All my life you've been so good to me. I've seen the goodness of God. That's the favor of God. You understand? So, number one, it's his will. Lord, your will be done in my life. Number two, we, I need favor. Write down number three. You need God's protection this year. You need protection. You need God's protection. You need Because, listen, as much as you got God's will going for you and you got God's, God's goodness and God's blessing, you need protection. So, why do you need protection? Because the Bible says there are schemes that the wicked one has set in motion against your life. Or the Bible says it this way, there are, there are fiery arrows being thrown at you. And so we need God's protection. 
We need, we need the, the Lord to be a sun and a shield. You know who gets this? My, my, my mom gets this. She, she, my mom is a little Mexican lady. And my, my mom, whenever I travel, she says, angels all around me, ho. I've never been on a plane where my mom hasn't sent angels. Mijo, angels all around. She'd be naming them angels too. But, but what she's saying, <laughs> some of y'all are laughing at my mom. So am I. But what, what is she saying? Protection. You, you need the shield and the safety of God around your children and around your mind and around your heart this year. That you're protected and insulated by grace. Look at this scripture. I love this one right here. Look at uh, Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. They run. We run to the name of God. We don't walk kind of casually or cavalier or arrogant or entitled or we got favor. We don't walk to the name of God. We run to the name of the Lord. I don't have a protection outside of your name. Your name is a strong tower. Your name, I am safe. I call upon the name above all names. The name that gives me salvation. The name that gives me protection. The name that gives me favor. The name that gives me grace I don't have another name to call on somehow my kids learned who the ghostbusters are who are you gonna call and I'm like how did you learn that wicked and perverse generation how much longer must I suffer with them I'll deal with their mother later I'm kidding it's, like, it's my fault of course you know but the reality is is that this year call upon the name of the Lord that God would, would protect you over the attack of the enemy. One of my, one of my favorite stories is, is when, when God is observing Job. He loves Job. And he's watching Job, but he's just looking at him. He's like, this is my guy. And the enemy comes by. And he, and he says to Satan, where you been, man? He said, oh, you know, I've been, been around and just traveling your alarm we all know that sound right there <laughs> there's a parking meter go ahead we let that let that friend go let him out the aisle let him go it's LA it's $55 let him go if you want to stay we'll pay it for you let us know it's on the house tonight <laughs> so so dumb I'm, I apologize and he said um he said have you have you seen my guy Joe Wow, look at him. And the enemy says, well, yeah. I'd be like that too if I had that kind of favor. The reason why Job is so blameless and, and in church and worshiping is because you've hedged him in. You've protected him. He never gone through nothing, has he? Let me at the boy. And the Lord says, okay. You can do everything to him, but you can't kill him. Can I just encourage somebody? Everything you went through last year has been approved by God's desk. Everything that you've gone through this last year, God stamped and approved and said, you can do it. You can, you can go ahead. God says, go ahead. And, and, and sure enough, Job, when we think is unprotected, he's still to a degree protected. 
See, you need to understand God has tested your faith. God has taken you through fire. God has allowed you to walk through storms. But I love what we're singing today. I'm on a firm foundation. The wind came and the rain came, but I was standing, praising my God, saying I've been protected by a name above all names and a Lord above all lords. And though he may slay me, yet I will still praise him. Give him a 2023 praise like you believe he's worthy of your worship today. I don't care what I go through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a banqueting table in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Give them a praise on January 1st, 2023. He's my protector. He's my shield. Oh, look at what it says here. Psalm 91. God says, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him because he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation because he chose me. See, 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 God keeps on working in your life because of one simple fundamental decision you've made, and that's I choose Jesus. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to make to of this. I don't know how to how to handle this. I don't know what's I don't know how did I get here, but 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 I'm gonna keep choosing and I'm going to keep singing and I'm going to keep praising and I'm going to keep loving and I'm going to keep laughing and I'm going to keep living and I'm going to God says, because of that simple decision, I'll protect you. I'll help help you. I'll rescue you in trouble. I'll I'll give you a long life. A long life. A long life. I pray over you a long life. You will live and not die. You'll live and not die. And you will not survive this year. You'll thrive this year. Because God has protected you. All these fiery arrows being thrown, doubt, discord, insecurity, jealousy, animosity. No, the shield of God's word, the shield of God's name. It will not harm you. Oh, I love it, Isaiah. He says, when the Lord came in like a flood, last night in LA, that's as close as we get into a flood. When the Lord came in like a flood, God didn't say, I'm praying for you. He raised up a standard against him. What is that? Protection. So pray this year, Lord, I want your will over my will. Your will be done. Lord, there's no way I can do this without you, so I need favor. Give me favor. Give me supernatural undeserved favor and Lord as I try and live for you will you protect me from the schemes and the strategies of the wicked one last prayer number four write this down and Lord give me discernment give me discernment this year Lord I need discernment I'm gonna I'm gonna I got some decisions to make this year I've got I've got places to go and people to see and things to do and I'm, I gotta make decisions they say the average person makes 122 decisions per day 
Where will we eat? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? This is the hardest decision every day. What are we going to watch? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And so, Lord, I need to discern between what is good and what is evil. Give me discernment between what is a good thing, what is a God thing, and what is an evil thing, or what is a me thing. Lord, help me to discern. I need discernment. In L.A., you need discernment because everybody, an agent and a manager and a somebody until you get to know them. And so you, you know what you need? Discernment, understanding, knowledge, insight. Discernment is having the ability to not take everything at face value, but to be able to look behind the curtain to see what's really going on. You need discernment to raise children. You need discernment to have a marriage. You need discernment to build your life. Proverbs 22, verse 3. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Other translations say, but the simple keep going and suffer the consequences for it. What the Bible's trying to teach us is this year, what I want you to do is I want you to fast forward the tape. Before you make a decision, see the result of the decision. So God will give you the ability to go, whoa, 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 hold on. If you go back to her house and nobody's there, well, pretty soon, one thing's gonna lead to another and I just, I just don't think that this is gonna end well. So get a glass of water and you go home, man of God. Can I get an amen in the church? A prudent man foresees evil and no nope, hides himself. But the simple keep going and suffer the consequence. I wonder if this could be the year where you start saying, Lord, give me discernment on seeing. Do I? I'm not saying when you get discernment, you can, you can see the stock market. This one's going to, yeah, 30%, 1,000%. No, it's a discernment between good and evil. It's a discernment between where should I be and where should I not be. It's a discernment, who should I hitch my wagon to and not? Who, who, who have you called me to be in a connect group with this year, God? Who have you called me to be in community with, God? Give me discernment. Give me, it's my favorite story on discernment is Solomon. Solomon, he's got to make a judgment case between two moms. Two new brand new babies one of the moms sleeps on their baby and kills her baby middle of the night not only does she kill her baby because she's so freaked out she goes and steals the other baby the next morning the mom who did not kill her baby wakes up sees that her child is missing and goes to the other lady that's my child they get into such an argument it comes before solomon solomon hears both sides he needs in this situation great discernment so he says to the moms okay this is what we do i believe both of you this is what we're going to do to solve this case i'm going to bring out my sword and we'll cut the baby in half and each of you will get 50 percent of the child the real mom shrieks 
and says, no, 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 don't do that to the child. There's no way you can, please, please, she can have the baby. Solomon says, take the child from this kid, lady and give it to the true mother. I've been able to discern this is the right mother. See, I believe this year is your year to step into great discernment and to know this is what I'm supposed to do. This is where I'm supposed to go. This is evil. This is not God. This is earthly. This is demonic. This is sensual. This is from a below. Oh, this is from above. This is pure, peaceable, gentle, reasonable, unwavering, no hypocrisy. This is the will of God. I'm just telling you, some of us, we got to get out with the old. We got to get in with the new. This new year, it's about God's will being done. It's not about our plans and our five-year and X, Y. It's about God. God's will. God's favor. God's protection. God's discernment. God to give you wisdom beyond your years to discern God what do you want me to do where do you want me to go what's your plan and your will for my life amen stand to your feet stand to your feet let's pray together stand to our feet let's pray together let's pray together let's pray together Jesus we thank you Jesus we thank you God for